This is the CR Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, and pride. And you're listening to The Daily Check-In. This week on the CR Checkup Podcast, we're talking about shame and how to embrace shame and find hope. By popular demand, my wife, Olivia Leonard. How are you, Olivia? I am doing well. I'm a little tired. I can't lie. It's been a long week, but I'm what, doing well. What are you tired? How come you're tired? Just natural kind of work, normal stuff, or anything pertaining to the, the quarantine or what's going on right now? Maybe a little bit of both. A combination. Uh, tired of just regular work and that the end of the week is winding down here. Just have a few more hours to push through, but also the weariness of the quarantine is weighing a little bit on me. Yeah, I think weary is the word that has been kind of bouncing around in my head a little bit lately. I was talking with some of the CR volunteers about um, what Jesus said uh, he said, come all who are weary and who carry heavy burdens. And uh, I was really needing that this week because I'm feeling weary too. And it's kind of like one of those things where um, <laughs> we talk a lot about, you know, just as people, we say like, oh, my problems aren't, you know, things could be worse. You know what I mean? And like, uh, you know, uh, problems that, you know, we have in America are not as bad as some other people. And so we tend to minimize those things. And and I'm certainly, I certainly battle with that myself, especially with what's going on right now. Like I'm just worn out kind of from the things that are going on right now, not because they're bad things or anything like that, just that I'm kind of exhausted from them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm feeling a bit weary too, but um, how are you? Like, I know that we were talking about uh, a bit about some like meditations and, and different things like that. Is there anything that's going to kind of been keeping your head above water a little bit right now? Yes, I. they are not sponsors or anything, but I'll do another shout out to <laughs> a couple of applications that I've been using. So one is uh, Balance, which you showed me, yeah. and it's a meditation app. And um, there is a man or a woman <laughs> that will lead you or guide you through meditation. And right now I'm focusing on breathing techniques, which I felt very weird doing at first, but... <laughs> Um, I've used them in some uh, situations where I felt anxiety or frustrated or just overcome with exhaustion, and it really did alleviate some of that burden. Um, And Luminosity is a brain game (laughs) app, and it works on different uh, functions of the brain, whether it's memory, problem solving, flexibility, and I have been doing my daily workouts with that, trying to keep my brain engaged and my mental capacity um, strong. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I like that, uh, you bring that up too. And I know that you were telling me how you were talking with a gal earlier this week too. And I love this about you because I think that it's really important that we be in the scripture. We spend time with God. We read the Bible. We do all these things, but also just some other things that are really tangible things like meditations, 
uh, brain games and those different types of stuff. I think it's so important. And I think sometimes those things get slept on a little bit. You know what I mean? They get overlooked or maybe pushed to the side um, when, it, when we're talking about, you know, trying to overcome things or, or work through difficult seasons. Um, and man, those are really, really important things to do. And so I do, I love that about you, that you kind of bring in a lot of those things and you help me remember and you make me play your games even when I don't want to. And that's good for me. It's good, you know? And so, um, I appreciate that, but, you know, I think that it's important too, that we we share, you know, we're, we're going through it just like anybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's a struggle for us. Just like I, I believe that it is for for most people that we're talking to, and we've had our ups and downs. Um, we've I think we've had some really cool quarantine moments, um, and we've had some really difficult ones so far. Um, but I think that overall, a lot of this podcast, the purpose of it is to to show people that it's okay. Whatever that, however they're feeling, that's okay. Mm-hmm. If it's something negative, then, okay, maybe we need to work on something and, and we're, you know, we're going to point you in the right direction to get that help. But nothing ever good came from, you know, minimizing our feelings mm-hmm. or... Pretending they don't exist. Yeah. Denial, basically, is, is what it comes down to. And so, however you're feeling, that's okay. Mm-hmm. If that feeling is hurting you or others... Um, then, you know, we need to get somewhere about it. But first we have to address it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to say one thing in reference to um, the other games or applications that I use that it's not a replacement for mm. my time with God or anything like that. I need to incorporate that. But he has created people with beautiful minds that have constructed these platforms or applications to be of use and uh, given as a resource. So um, it goes in addition with spending time with the Lord and praying. Um, it's not a replacement for for that because first and foremost, I need to be right with God and then tack on some of those other practical ways to um, exercise my mind and body and soul. Um, but Yes, it's definitely okay to feel whatever it is that you may be feeling or I may be feeling. I think it was you, and I'm not sure if you got this from somebody else, but um, that it's okay to have these feelings, but it's not okay to do nothing with them. Yeah. And I think that this podcast has provided an opportunity to feel comfortable and feel safe that I can have these emotions, but then some practical applications that I can take away and use them in my in my life and in my recovery to um, to gain you know comfort, strength and hope and healing um, during this time yeah. and in all times really. Yeah, totally. And it reminds me too is a lot of times when I'm working with sponsees, one of the first things that I want to know from them is do they have any hobbies? <laughs> And you know that. And so it's so important, just like I love how you said that, too, is that, um, the you know, taking the, doing these other things don't replace that. It's just that, you know, we are physical human beings and we need to do things, um, you know, with the gifts that God has given us. And so 
Um, been doing a lot of drawing and painting and all those different types of things to try and keep my hands busy. Uh, we love pa quoting Pastor Ryan, who said that, you know, if you work with your mind, then you need to rest with your hands. And I think that a lot of us have been working with our minds lately. If we're if you're working at home, you're working, um, you know, remotely right now, then you're probably just using your mind a lot. Uh, to do your work and it's important to rest with your hands and that means um, maybe you do some you know as difficult as it might be some yard work or um, even just as simple as putting together a puzzle um, or you know building something drawing painting anything like that is really good so getting your body moving yep exercise <laughs> <laughs> so um now to get to the fatal topic of the day. <laughs> this week on the podcast, we've been talking about shame. And before we even jump into the tagline at all, just what is your initial thoughts about shame? My initial thoughts of shame is that it's bad. In its simplest form, I would say that shame is bad. Mm. And the connotation that I often associate with shame is that I've done something wrong and because I have acted out in my sinful nature, um, I deserve to have these bad feelings or uh, negative feelings about myself and my actions. So shame being almost more like a punishment, like it's like a, like it's something that's put placed on you for all of eternity, basically, because of something that you did wrong. Yeah. Well, and I know that also you had shared a bit with me about kind of how you thought shame affects men and women differently mm -hmm. and kind of like the shame culture as far as um, how men see it and how women see it. How do you think like, because, you know, obviously I'm not a woman. <laughs> how do you feel like like shame affects just you as a female, like, how is that different than me? Well, I think it first starts with the gender roles or stereotypes that are given to men and women. Uh, I would say both within the church and outside of the mm. church. Um, and the ways in which uh, we are held to different standards because we are different. Mm -hmm. And when I, as a woman, step outside of those standards, um, whether it's in the world or even within scripture, um, I believe that I internalize it differently hmm. than men. And that was from a conversation that we had based on the premise of if something happens and you have done something wrong, then the guilt you mentioned, mm -hmm. eats, eats away at you. It mm -hmm. keeps you up at night. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, yes, that is a part of it and having a repentant heart, but then that aftermath feeling of how am I ever going to get from under this? How am I ever going to redeem myself in this? Or how am I ever going to be able to look past this or work through this? And really just sitting in those feelings. And I know that that's not healthy, I think women are oftentimes um, maybe more emotional in that sense and mm -hmm. feel the weight of those. But really, I can only speak for myself yeah. in that. Yeah. No, it's interesting. And I and I know that when we were initially talking about it, we had shared a lot about 
guilt because that was actually the topic was going to be the topic this week for the podcast. And as I kind of wrestled through it myself and I was kind of coming to terms with the fact that I had guilt and shame mixed up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I think that even in just, you know, normal society, I think that they get misconstrued all the time. And a lot of times I think that when people uh, like they'll just throw them together, be like, yeah, the shame and guilt of what happened is like, you know, this and they're just you know kind of thrown around pretty nonchalantly but <laughs> they're so different you know what i mean and and you know doesn't matter you know how anything else but the way that i'm kind of perceiving it and the way that we're kind of working through it is like as far as i can understand it guilt is what results from breaking a law mm-hmm. so that's a law whether that's man's law or god's law um, it's breaking a law and then because you broke that you feel guilty but ultimately it came from actually breaking a law and we have guilt feelings but those are misplaced they aren't even you know like I, I feel guilty but that's not real like it's not like it's misplaced you know what I mean so I don't want to say it's not real but really it would fall more into the shame category and then even when we get into the shame category, there's all of these different things that come about. And I'm, I'm with you in the sense that like my ideas about shame was just that they were, it was bad. You know what I mean? And ultimately when I thought about shame, it was more about how people shame other people. Like Mm -hmm. that's basically my, that's like all I think about when the word shame comes up, you know what I mean? Whether that's body shaming or anything like that, that's what I think about. But ultimately I've learned over the past couple of weeks here now is that like shame is an internal battle, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And even though somebody may shame me, doesn't necessarily mean that they're placing shame on me. Like they're, you know, it's almost like mom always used to say, right? Like, oh, they're jealous or, you know, they've got their own issues that they're, they're dealing with. But ultimately, a lot of times that's what shame is, is it comes from a person's insecurity that they're trying to place onto you. But ultimately, if I'm feeling shame, it's just like any other emotion. I can't make you feel angry at me. Mm-hmm. I can't make you feel sad. I can't make you feel this. I can do things that might in turn make you feel that way. But that is my own feeling, right? It comes from me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so shame in its purest sense is meant to be something at, like a guardrail, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My moral compass that allows me to get back on track, that pushes me, nudges me in the right direction. Now, I think you said it best when you said that women, and but I think that men do this as well too, is that we sit in shame. Mm-hmm. But I think you know just as well as I do, like that's not even shame then. Like what are you doing when you're sitting in shame, right? You're condemning yourself. Like you're, you're, compl- you're beating yourself up. You're, you know, putting yourself down and doing all these things. You're stepping out of shame into self-abuse. You know what I mean? Because shame is like a process of getting back on the right track. Mm -hmm. I did this. I realize it. And now I'm going to move in the right direction. That's kind of the whole shame process. But if I see something that I did wrong, I feel shame about it. And then I recluse. I draw back. I beat myself up. I attach you know, things to my character and say all of these different things about who I am and I shame myself, I'm getting into a whole different category where I'm condemning myself. And ultimately, that's, you know, that's a whole nother argument, right? Mm. 
So as we kind of talk through this, um, we kind of came up on this concept then about embracing shame. And I know you've got your own feelings about that as well, too. How do you feel about the, the concept of embracing shame? Well, when I think of the word embrace, I think of bring in, uh, draw closer. Mm. Um, and when I put those two words together and saying embrace shame, <laughs> it doesn't sound very positive doesn't in fit. that I should bring shame closer. Um, I should draw close to shame. Um, right. I should uh, take it in for for what it is. Hmm. And I think that's the the part that I've struggled with most, even listening to this week's topic with that, is if I embrace shame, what does that actually look like? How is there a healthy way to embrace shame or bring it in to the point that I turn and move in a positive direction? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of time I do sit in shame and that ends up perpetuating my sin. Mm -hmm. So whatever the case may be, if I, you know, act out in anger and I say some things that I, that I don't mean, and I use a tone of voice that isn't gentle or kind. And then I realize that, you know, that's, I would say probably against man's law, Mm -hmm. not the legal system per se, Mm -hmm. but um, also God's law. And then I sit with that and think about what I have done. And if I sit there, then I do start to spiral into that self-abuse or even the Mm -hmm. self-pity. And I think if I don't acknowledge shame and call it out for what it is and embracing it in that way, then it will lead me down to um, a a really negative and dark place. And so... Um, initially when I heard embrace shame, it didn't sit well with me mm-hmm. because I didn't think of the fact that if I take shame and I do acknowledge it and I admit it and I accept it and work from that foundation, then it really can lead me into finding hope and healing and even strength. But my knee jerk reaction mm-hmm. was that. No, there's no way I should be embracing shame whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to steer very clear from from shame and any kinds of feelings mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but you've definitely put a new perspective that I'm able to look at with a little bit of different lens. I may not be there completely, mm-hmm. but we've often talked about that it's important to have a mind that is open and a mind that can be changed mm-hmm. and... Uh, just to be receptive and process that, even if it's something that maybe in my, you know, instinct is to say, no, that's not right. I have an opportunity to unpack that, talk about that, process it, and maybe see some some similarities in what I was thinking, um, even though maybe that's not the terminology I would have, you know, used at first. Yeah. No, and I'm there too where I don't feel uh I don't feel like I'm even embracing the term embrace my shame. <laughs> it's a hard thing to come to terms with, but um as I've just reflected over the past week is like you know most of my moments where I've looked back where my life has changed for the better, I've experienced a certain amount of shame. Mm-hmm. And there's been these moments where um, I love that one of the descriptions that I heard about kind of feeling shame is like that 
that warm wash that comes over you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, it's like that's literally how I feel when I feel shame. Mm-hmm. It's like a bucket of like warm water was thrown over me and that it rushes over my body and I feel like this, oh my gosh, like I know what I'm doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like that's prevented me from actually doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like it rushes over me. I feel shame before I even do the shameful act. And then I, it prevents me, you know, there's other times, you know, where I've, you know, run for a long time, run away from my emotions and my actions and repercussions of my actions. And all of a sudden I slow down long enough for that, that wave to, to come over me. And I feel that and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I feel the full weight of the, the decisions that I've mm-hmm. made. And I need, I, man, I don't want to feel this anymore. I don't want, I don't ever want to feel this shame ever again. And so I make a decision to change, you know what I mean? And so I think that that's the beauty of embracing shame is that although, you know, I don't embrace shame for shame's sake, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not embracing it so that I can hold on to it and cuddle up to it and have it for me, you know what I mean? The point of it is, is that like, if I don't like shame, then I must embrace it. Mm -hmm. Because if I turn away from it, then it only increases. Mm-hmm. But if I turn into it, then it decreases. And then I, I have the opportunity to never feel that way again. Mm-hmm. I probably, I don't know, I'd say I'm about 40, 50, 60 years away from reaching that level <laughs> <laughs> to, to never <laughs> feeling it ever again. But, you know, like I think that the pursuit mm-hmm. of embracing is much more noble than running. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so, you know, that's kind of where where I'm at with it. Yeah, and I think a lot of times shame prevents me from wanting to make that decision to, you know, get honest with other people or share what's going on inside of my head or the feelings that I am experiencing. And I think it really robs me the opportunity to, again, find that hope and healing if I don't acknowledge it and I don't admit that it's there. Um, I've talked to women before and even myself have felt this way that when I am able to share my story, no matter what it looks like, and my past has a lot of um, darker times and spaces, um, but when I am able to share that and step outside of that shame and say, these actions don't define who mm-hmm. I am um, as a person and what my future can look like and really put to rest that negative perception of myself, then I'm able to be used in really powerful and impactful ways. Yeah. And hopefully, as I've learned as well, that people are encouraged by that honesty and mm-hmm. stepping outside of the shame and saying, you know what? Yes, I have done many things wrong. And because I am a sinner, I am going to continue to do things wrong and fall short. But I have the opportunity to share that with someone in hopes that then they can be able to share and be vulnerable with their story as well to where we can walk along that road together Mm -hmm. um, and not have to fight that battle alone. That's good. 
Very good. I love it so much. And, you know, obviously we're just starting on this journey. We've got a long way to go. And so we're not claiming to know it all, but this is just some of our thoughts. So we're grateful to be able to share it with you guys. And uh, we're eager to hear from you guys. So if you guys got thoughts on it, uh, hit us up. But we love you and hope to see you soon. Thank you for listening to The Daily Check-In. I hope that you take what we talk about here and have conversations with others. The things that we talk about on here are meant to start conversations, not end them. So I pray that you would talk with someone about what you heard here today and that you would look for ways to be a light in your own community. If you're struggling to find community and people to talk with, then please send an email to recovery at palmvalley.org and I will personally get you connected with a volunteer from Celebrate Recovery because nothing changes the fact that we need each other, even if that means that we have to find new and creative ways to do so. You can also send me encouraging messages, comments, or concerns to that same email, recovery at palmvalley.org. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. I love you all, and I hope to see you soon.